Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, and welcome to Marvel Movie News. It is International Superhero Day today, and we are here with a whole world of news. We've got Spider-Man Homecoming news. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy news. We have Wolverine casting news. Civil War is out in a week, and we might have our Captain Marvel. There's a lot to say, so stick around and we'll let you know. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. We're here on this blessed International Superhero Day to talk about a world of news. Matt Key, I, I feel like he said he was sick and busy, but I feel like he just dressed as Doctor Strange last week, and it was so <laughs> exciting and overwhelming that he's just overcome with strange zeal. So he's not here. His astral plane is here with us, but Matt himself is elsewhere. Uh, I am joined today by Thomas Parham. And he will intro himself, but I just wanted to say hello to the gentleman. He's right here. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, subscribe. And if you tweeted us during the show, having people to join us in the live chat, Zach in the booth, Doom in the booth, will tweet you right back. And uh, join us today. Now, what Doom do you do, Tom? demands tweets. He does. He does. <laughs> it's important. It's, it's how we stay here, folks, for you. Uh, so what do you do, Thomas? I'm the chair of the Cinematic Arts Department at Azusa Pacific University here awesome. in L.A., and I'm also a screenwriter. Very important things in L.A. Definitely. Teaching and writing are, are what we strive for out here. So uh, what's your world? Marvel? DC? Like, what's your You know, in? I grew up with the Silver Age DC universe, but this whole New 52 yeah. lost me. And thanks to the awesomeness that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm more Marvel these so days. You're a convert. I am a convert. That, Glory! That's amazing, man. We brought you <laughs> over to the side. I, I love Sorry. both sides. I'm a bit more Marvel myself, so it's uh, it's good to hear that the, the cinematic universe could bring you into the comic world. So we have a whole world of news today, guys. Uh, we're gonna start off some quick pops uh, stuff that's kind of news, and then get into the stuff we want to talk about. Uh, basically, Spider-Man: Homecoming announced officially that Robert Downey Jr. is in Spider-Man: Homecoming. We've had rumors before because mm-hmm. basically, like, they had that talk where Chris Evans and Downey Jr. were like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna do Spider-Man." Like, it was it was talked about, but I feel like they had to officially announce it before uh, basically they saw Downey Jr. on set in Atlanta, and someone was like, "Hey, wait a second, what's RDJ doing here?" <laughs> exactly. We, we didn't want any spoilers by way of paparazzi, which is always a trouble in 2016. So it's official. Uh, what does that mean to you? How do you feel about it? I think it's great. It's kind of interesting because I know in the comics they're doing this thing where in the re- in the new merged Marvel comic universe, Spider- Peter Parker has become like a mini to- Tony Stark. Yeah. So it's interesting that they're kind of planting the seeds of that. And I hear this Tom Holland kid is terrific. I, uh, my interesting tidbit is that I my problem with Spider-Man right now is that he's a poor man's Tony Stark. But what I like about their relationship is when it was more of an idolatry. When he was like, this is the guy I want to be when I grow up. And since they've got such a young actor playing Spider-Man, I feel like they're gonna, really going to nail that uh, hero worship of a superhero. Definitely. And, and having him introduced in Civil War is a great way to do it. And 
a lot of people online are saying that it kind of ruins the the mystique of what happens at the end of Civil War because we've announced that Downey Jr. is in it, meaning he can't die. But it'd be interesting oh, if they, they could have them in flashbacks. Seriously? They could have them in all sorts of stuff. There's a lot of options. Uh, I don't think it ruins anything. Well, when Downey Jr. is also saying, hey, I'm still open to Iron Man 4, if you can find enough money to well, pay me. Infinity Gauntlet, we can bring anybody back. So that, to me, doesn't say anything. Well, I think Infinity War, they're bringing everybody. It's right. going to be like superhero jam. Whatever happens in Civil War doesn't matter long-term after Infinity, yeah. because that's free reign. Seriously. So I think Spider-Man in the middle with Downey Jr. gives us a little, little taste of what's to come. Uh, I'm really excited because more Downey Jr. is always the right choice yep that's why he's got that island money <laughs> uh and then uh, jessica jones won a peabody yeah you guys uh, a comic show uh like i i freak out all the time about how exciting it is to be a comic fan right now but a show written by uh one of my favorite writers of all time about uh, a character that didn't exist like he he made this character because do, do you know the jessica jones story? oh yeah so basically, he invented this person because Marvel's like, maybe don't take Jessica Drew. Maybe invent someone new. Yeah, he he, and they retconned her in right. with the history. You just gotta love that retcon. Now, that's amazing that a show based off a comic that was retconned into continuity has a Peabody. Yeah, but Melissa Rosenberg's take on this character, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And she raised the bar. Oh, absolutely. She ra- it's funny, when Daredevil Season 2 came out, everybody's like, is it as good as Jessica? It's different. It's like apples and oranges. Yeah, you really can't. They're different shows. You can't really go there. And and I feel like that way with, with the shows versus the movies, too. Like, it, it's all different. Absolutely. And it, it's cool that they connect, and it's cool to see little tidbits, but they don't have to be one thing, because that gives us more. Bingo. I, I've always said that I'm happy that uh, Fox has X-Men, because if they release five movies a year, now it can be two different studios competing instead of one studio just shoving Shoveling it out. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's why I want DC to do well, because if DC makes better movies, then Marvel has to up their game, and then DC has to up their game, and, and it's <laughs> that's not a, a monopoly. That's a big F if at this point in time. I'm though. just hoping, man. Suicide Squad's got a lot of hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pulling hard for Suicide Squad, because the better DC does, the better Marvel needs to do. So I will be the first to say that I'm, I'm hoping. What excites me about this Peabody Award is that it's, it's more evidence that these superhero shows can be good television first right well like, I, that was what was great about jessica jones it was just a good tv show that happened to be about a superpower it's person. great drama and what's amazing to me is that we 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 had the joker win we had heath ledger win for his impossibly perfect take on the joker and that's our first big modern award for a superhero movie like a, a big big one so a peabody for me seems like the beginning of the 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 change in perspective on awards and superhero shows and movies i hope it leads to more respect from the academy and from other you know, accredited places because these things are doing amazing. They, they, they are incredible. So they deserve a little more love award wise, in my opinion, my very biased opinion. But I think the key is that Jessica Jones season one was about something. It was about yeah. recovery from abuse. It was about victimization. It was about so much. It was about so much. I, I wrote a conference paper for the national pop culture conference. And that was a third of my paper was on Jessica Jones. So my hat's off to the entire writing staff, the crew, the stars. I mean, was ever a role so perfectly cast as Christian Ritter for oh, Jessica? Man. Oh, or, man. Or, or, you know, I mean, Purple Man was perfect. <gasps> like, well, David Tennant. Yeah. Like you've never seen them. It's they like, released a statement saying, this one-part superhero saga, one-part neo-noir program asks unpopular questions about power and consent while constructing vivid and compelling characters. Christian Ritter helps us to build to discover the strengths and vulnerability of Jessica, a hard-boiled private detective who has rejected the role of superhero but must still figure out how to overcome the evil that threatens her, her friends, and her community. Astute. Well yep. put. That's what it was. Definitely. And they nailed all of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think it deserved it. I hope it leads to more change, and I'm very proud of it because that show was great. Yep. Uh, Inhumans. 
<laughs> Inhumans doesn't have a release date anymore, you guys. Uh, we've touched on this before, but it's now official. Phase three is now inhumanless. Like we we have no more. The well, inhumanity. The inhumanity is there. Did, isn't this old news? Didn't we know this last fall coming out of New York? We've known this a lot, but they hadn't officially come out. It was kind of like it's kind of like Conor McGregor, how he was like, "I'm fighting," and Dana White's like, "Bro, bro, bro, you're not fighting." And he's like, "But I'm still fighting." This is like Dana White being like, "Let me announce who's the UFC 200." <laughs> it's not you and Conor McGregor, man. Come on, fight. Um, so this to me is the most official call out of it being an issue uh i hope it doesn't go away gambit which we were talking about before the show where it's just like lost in the ether uh but i i was telling you this is my one percent dream this is my this is this is more of a stretch this is more than this is crazy folks this is actual madness this is me just just hoping for the best and imagining that rainbows and unicorns exist uh i would love if inhumans got pulled because by some deadpool miracle we got X-Men back at Marvel. Moments ago, I just said that I'm glad Fox has X-Men. I don't want it to be them losing control. I don't want it to be owned by Marvel. I would love a Spider-Man, Sony-esque deal with X-Men that could cause some crossover, but not complete crossover, and that's why Inhumans got moved. I don't think that's happening. I, I, I really I bet, don't think that's happening. I'm betting against myself here. I'm saying that in a fever dream, I that's that's the dream. Uh, yeah, your thoughts on, on that? I, I think that's completely cray cray. Um, <laughs> the thing about the Inhumans is there's so many. It's like a cons- murder mystery. Who done it? Yeah. Is it because of Spider-Man: Homecoming? Bum bum bum. Right. Is it because Marvel TV and Marvel Cinema aren't playing well with each other? Bum bum bum. Or is there something else? And I, I, I it's... <laughs> ready Thanks with for it. that. Uh, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's real. I just, I hope. And and I don't want it to be exclusive. I would just love to see, you know, Jean Grey and, and Iron Man. I'd love to see any of my favorites just be on screen together. It'll never happen, not in edit, but I can dream. <laughs> I Fight. Think, You're bloody dreaming, all right. I think ultimately, like, if the fact that they're postponing it, they're tackling Inhumans on television right now. Mm-hmm. To me, the best way to handle this is to do a series with it. Like, I've I've said this before, but... A Netflix Inhumans royal show mm-hmm. could be basically Game of Thrones with superpowers. Right, right. Hmm. It could be something really special, and I would love that take on the show. That'd be amazing. It would be. It would be fun. It would be great. I mean, you just uh, it, it's a tough movie to sell to a wide audience. And like Guardians, at least has like Star Lord, who's just very personable. Right, right. But who do you have of that? Like of that type of character within the Inhumans royal family, which we know is what the story Feige wants to tell. Which is the story that the casual, or not even casual, Inhumans fans know. Like, I, I know Medusa actually because of Spider-Man, ironically. Yeah. Like, I know those characters separate from Inhumans Black now. Bolt. Black Bolt. You know, the core ones, but the average non-comic fan no, would nope. Yeah, like, and that's going to be really interesting how they do that. But with Guardians, they did it, and I'm not worried about it. Um, I'm just saying that five years ago, I never would have guessed Spider-Man would be at Marvel. I never would have guessed they'd be sharing and playing nice. So, once again, fever dream, not going to happen. So we owe a debt of gratitude to those North Korean hackers? Oh, 100%. <laughs> in a weird way. It got us, and it also weirdly got us Men in Black 23, that strange thing that's happening. Uh, so, Captain America, Civil War, 
has already opened in parts of the world. Parts of the world? It's almost everywhere but here. It's opened in, what, 15 territories? Seriously. It's it like, opened a lot of places. Yeah, but except for the U.S. And it's Captain America's got to get to America. He'll get there. Uh, but it opened huge. It opened to $14.9 million on Wednesday in 15 foreign markets. That's gigantic for a Wednesday. Uh, it's huge. So they're tracking for, like... Near Avengers numbers. They're looking at maybe a $200 million opening weekend. It's tracking around 190 now. That's insane. Like, that's so much bigger well, than the Well, the thing is, though, it's going to have legs, unlike another recent uh, superhero team-up movie. I'm just saying Suicide Squad might be good. <laughs> no, <laughs> any, I mean, any, anytime that movie comes up, my brain just goes, hey, Suicide Squad might be good. <laughs> no, but the thing is, from everything I've heard about Civil War, mm-hmm. the, and, and they've done a lot of sneak peeks in the, in the U.S., Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's 97%. It's my best Marvel movie ever. 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. 97%. And that's got, it's like more than two votes. It's like a bunch well, of votes. Well, the embargo for the reviewers came off after the world premiere. Right. Which was, you know. That's confidence. That's swag, it is confidence. Man. When you come out and you're like, say what you want, we know we're good. Like, that's how a movie needs to come out swinging. Bingo. Uh, and apparently it has two post-credit scenes. And that uh, mid credit and then end credit, right? And I'm seeing it Monday, so I what? will. I I'm not seeing it till Thursday at the uh, El Capitan's marathon. I'll be seeing it between now and the next show. I will be very respectful and not reveal a thing in the next show. But uh, if, as a favor to me, if anyone that has seen it or is seeing it between now and Monday. Please tell me nothing. Please no spoilers. Zero. Like the live chat's been amazing. Everyone that's in the UK and anyone that's opened it has been great. In the in the live chat please keep it that way i love you guys let me keep loving you without spoilers can't uh, it early coy daddy needs to express some rage yeah <laughs> monday 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 i'll be at uh i'll be doing cap at the cap as i'm putting it uh right after you tom I'll oh be at the 10 50 p.m screening okay with the rights of the after buzz tv marvel team oh that's awesome oh it's at 98 percent now according to the live 98 chat. it went up, up a percent. that's, that's the magic rare. you guys when that's it goes rare. up yeah uh and i'll also be seeing it again on thursday or friday and if i get my times figured out i'll let you guys know so if anyone wants to meet up at a theater in la if you live in la i love meeting you guys and talking comics especially around a movie like civil war it's gonna be really cool to like share that experience with people uh and in the Civil War world, they announced that Kevin Feige talked about how they kind of have more control of Spider-Man than we thought they did. Um, he said basically, quote, Well, I've known all those uh, for a very long time. Amy Pascal, Tom Rothman, who runs Sony now, I've known for years, so it's been great. And they really are supportive in allowing us to make the creative decisions that make that movie. But they've been great partners, and uh, so far, so good on that movie. Um, I enjoy that someone transcribed this with the uh. uh so basically, <laughs> they, they are giving a lot of input and i think that's really smart of sony to play nice like they opened their sandbox like all the way and they were like fun fact kevin feige used to work for the donner's company and avi arad convinced lauren schuler donner to let him out of his contract to run marvel studios no way i heard this from ms donner herself that's amazing so it's just like a full it's awesome so they played nice for a really long yes. time yes that's really cool i did not know that Someone's already seen Civil War twice. You lucky you so suck. so. I'm jealous. I don't know you, but so jelly. Jealous and proud of you. Uh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Kevin Feige's done a great job, and I'm oh, really yeah. glad they're letting him like have a little more rain than I thought he would, because that's not going to help. I mean, I think everyone's well, learned from Well, here's the thing. Days. Sony's like, hmm, we want to make money. How do we do that? <laughs> this guy's making money. And when money. you split the cost with your partner and make more money than your last two duds. Yeah, it tends <laughs> to work out. And look at this perfect Spider-Man we created that everyone Ooh, loves. Seriously. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Volume 2. Volume 2. 
Uh, this is really exciting news because I love Nathan Fillion, and it was revealed via photos, paparazzi photos, my fear, uh, that he is playing Wonder Man. Now, not only is he playing Wonder Man, there's a Simon Williams film, film festival, festival in the movie. <laughs> now, if you don't know Wonder Man, he's an actor. So Simon Williams, the actor, is being played by the actor Nathan Fillion, and Simon Williams, the actor, plays Tony Stark no. in a movie. Oh, that's awesome. In the Simon Williams that's festival. awesome. So <laughs> life imitating art, imitating life imitating art. Uh, Are we in a barbershop looking at mirrors? It's pretty intense, man. Uh, so there's a Tony Stark biopic in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I I can't even get over that. that so is, that means they're going back to Earth. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, we don't know. Uh, I mean, all this is, is paparazzi. All this is hearsay. These aren't necessarily spoilers because we're guessing. Okay. This is all, like, deep background. I mean, the, the photos are, are fairly out of focus, so I'm sorry if you consider that a spoiler. It is conjecture. These are all things we're guessing. All we know for sure is that a picture of Nathan Fillion with Tony Stark next to it That's awesome. in a Steve Jobs-esque pose <laughs> was spotted in Atlanta. And uh, I, at first I was really bummed to hear that and have that given away, but it might not even be used. It might just be an Easter egg. Like, this literally could be in the deep background. You never so, know. Basically, they have a series of photos at a film festival. Uh, Archon, a Tony Stark biopic, Hexen 2, and Oh, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca. <laughs> which it looks like a Simon Williams biopic rom-com. Uh, I, I think it's hilarious. Very funny. I think they did a great job making Nathan Fillion's joke work. Uh, oh, and did you see that he cameoed in Deadpool and no one no one saw that? Did not know that. He There's a there's a barely recognizable Nathan Fillion in Deadpool as a doctor, like, taking notes on Wade Wilson in that montage scene <laughs> that I didn't know. Uh, Ryan Reynolds tweeted it out. And uh, they work together on Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place. Absolutely. So I love that they're like, you know. He was he was the boyfriend of uh, the girl. Right, right. He was one of the guys. I feel sorry for the other guy. Yeah, because it's the like. the Pizza Place. Because the Pizza Place got it fired. It didn't go anywhere. It got fired. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the end was just Two Guys, A Girl. Two Guys, and A Girl. Weirdly named television, you guys. <laughs> hey, that but show lasted a lot longer. Than, than most thought it would. Seriously. But like those two guys now, you know, world A-list, and you're right, that other guy's like, I, I was guy too. I was in an X-Files episode. I mean, I'm sure he's happy. I hope he's happy. That's awesome. Uh, now, moving on from Guardians, I'm stoked for that news. We have Wolverine is gearing up to shoot very soon, which means more casting. Now, with that casting, we have no character names we just have the notice that they are in this movie and it's a very strange like assembly of people uh boyd hallbrook we talked about last week who's playing a, a relentless calculating and intense head of security now richard e grant has joined wolverine 3 and the most interesting one to me is that stephen merchant like the comedian stephen merchant it's a british invasion it is a very british flavored show uh now that that's richard e grant i believe yep, that's um great. now he's in the film and then stephen merchant like I love this guy. He's he's awesome. He's so funny. And and but who could he possibly be playing? He just did a big bang that was hilarious. Yeah, a couple of big bangs. I just I I have no no clue. I know Wolverine pretty well. He's one of my favorites. I know the mythology. I cannot think of a single person. I'm not mad at it. Uh, and especially to do Old Man Logan, it's such a strange direction they're going in. Do we know for a fact it's Old Man Logan? There have been so many rumors that it's Old Man Logan, and there's so many actors talking about it being Old Man Logan. I feel like it's just shy of being announced. I feel like it's like the uh, the Inhumans thing, where we're like, we've been talking Seriously? about it for so long. Seriously? Um, I, I don't know who he could be. I'm, I'm really excited. Could he be an original character? Bum, bum, That's bum. just crazy talk. I don't know, man. Like, uh, it's just, it's a very, like I said, British invasion cast, and they're all very science-y, so maybe it's Weapon X. 
Uh, maybe it's it's the beginning of Wolverine or the end. Like I'm just I'm really curious. I think Richard E. Grant's probably paying a baddie because come on. Yeah, I mean, look at that face. I would love <laughs> to see Steve Merchant as a baddie. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting too. Like funny but dark. A funny baddie. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be right with that. So yeah, I'm super curious. We don't know who he is. We just know he was cast. I'm excited for Wolverine three. I'm excited for the Gambit movie that will happen. It will. <laughs> it will happen, you guys. Please happen. It'll be off in a corner uh, waiting with the Inhumans. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to run into Channing Tatum somewhere and be like, say Gambit thing so I have this movie in my life. Uh, Doctor Strange. There's been a whitewashing controversy that has been uh, everywhere. It's gotten anyone that talked about it in some form of trouble. Uh, basically, if you say anything about it, someone's going to have a different opinion because this is the world, and the internet is for vo- vocalizing your opinions. And the internet is also for anonymous attacking of people because that's what it's there. Uh, so I am merely going to read the statement Marvel made very smartly and not comment myself on the matter because I've been a white guy my whole life, and I... <laughs> I have no real stake in saying what's right or wrong in casting because I can't not be a white guy. I I can't really... It's not fair to me to judge or put my opinion on something that has nothing to do with me. I like the Tilda Swinton casting. Beyond that, the quote is... Marvel has a very strong record of diversity in its casting of films and regularly departs from the stereotypes and source material to bring its MCU to life. The Ancient One is a title that is not exclusively held by any one character, but rather a moniker passed down through time. And in this particular film, the embodiment is Celtic. We are very proud to have the enormously talented Tilda Swinton portray this unique and complex character alongside our richly diverse cast. I have a statement written by <laughs> written by C. Robert Cargill, who said, he said it most bluntly, Tilda Swinton was cast to to avoid upsetting the Chinese. Uh, the Ancient One was a racist stereotype who comes from a region of the world that is in a very weird political place. He originates from Tibet, so if you acknowledge that Tibet is a place and that he's Tibetan, you risk alienating one billion people who think that's BS and risk the Chinese government going, hey, you know one of the biggest film-watching countries in the world? We're not going to show your movie because you decided to get political. <laughs> so at least they said we did it to avoid ticking off the Chinese. Yeah, I mean that's a fair, very like very shameless comment. They're just like going for it. I, I that's that's all you can really do. Uh, they cast someone that's talented. They cast someone that's surprising. They cast someone that isn't a stereotype, and they cast someone that I like as a talented performer. And she has played a dude before. <laughs> I, the, yeah, and she was. And what was it? Uh, the which film? I can't remember. It's been a while. I know Kate Blanchett played an incredible Bob Dylan. Um, oh, in uh, I'm Out Here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I there, think, there's precedent. I think it's interesting. I think that beyond that, I won't comment because I'll get in trouble. But I think it's going to be a really cool movie, and I think the cast is the most Oscar-tastic superhero film we've had yet. And I can't be disappointed because the trailer blew my mind. So I'm really stoked. And also, the thing people don't realize about casting movies is that you have to appease so many millions of fans. The the people that don't know Doctor Strange, people that do know Doctor Strange. There's no way to please everyone. So the fact that we've got someone as talented as Tilda Swinton is a bigger victory than I can really stay. Like, you know, yeah, that's my take. Isn't crossplay in any way? Yeah, that's a whole thing. It's a whole world out there. Uh, Agents of Shield. Doom's gonna be excited. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pass this over to Doom in the booth. There was a tease of a major death, and the way they teased it on the internet was really exciting for me because I, as some of you may know, am a gigantic Spider-Man fan, and one of my most prized possessions is the cover they used to spoof, or not spoof, a a, a nod to, homage. and uh, and I will let yeah, an homage, and I will let Doom take it from here. Yeah, the uh, the last four episodes of this season are being titled uh, Agents of Shield: Fallen Agent. 
because we're going to lose one member of our cast. Uh, we don't know who yet, but they put out this poster that you can see on screen, which is a parody of this poster. You see uh, very clearly they're making us we're go we're going to be sad, you guys. <laughs> we're going to be sad at the end of the season. But this was this was a crazy episode. We got uh, uh, Quake going like fully infected by Hive, uh, sharing some stuff. We got Hellfire mm -hmm. is officially Hellfire by the end of this episode, and Coulson has. A shield. A that literal, was awesome. A literal. He has a shield, shield with his uh, ro robot arm. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming. It was so out of nowhere, but it was awesome. Uh, it was it was a good episode. It was a fun episode. And then next week, it looks like we're gonna get visited by the Cree. We Th are. That's exciting. There man. were like blue people on my screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's so much to uh, to dig into. There's just a lot. Oh, and uh, uh, Fitz and Simmons uh, moved to the next level. Uh, <laughs> I have to go high voice on that because uh, <laughs> it makes uh, it makes Doom blush. <laughs> what happened in that episode? The blush of doom. <laughs> the, the blush of doom. Uh, and yeah, and you can if you want to talk more Shield, you can either uh, tweet at me. I'm at that Zach Wilson. And I'm always down to talk Shield. Or even better, you can go over to our sister network, After Buzz TV, where we have the Agents of Shield after show live Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. immediately after it airs on the West Coast uh, for all your Agents of Shield news. Do you have any guesses as who's who this person will be? Oof. Um, I don't think it's quake i think she's safe uh I, the the fitz and simmons stuff that we just got in this episode if you look at the way that may talked to her and she handed her a gun it was like a reminder like this is a person who has had field training she was with in deep cover hydra uh, infiltration last season mm -hmm. and she's just too happy right now you guys uh i think fitz and simmons are both at risk i think they're at risk my money would be on him versus her because as far as i'm concerned he's been living on borrowed time for a while <laughs> and it can't be matt because they already killed a black dude and you know, people like, <laughs> they were like what this Which is not a going? 70s science fiction movie dude. <laughs> can't kill yeah, him first come on I, I think daisy's too integral to the team uh, lincoln maybe lincoln wouldn't be enough of a punch like yeah we... it, it, it needs, if it was fitz or simmons Somebody who's been with the show since the very beginning, that would hurt. Yeah, I will. I will. There will be tears. There will be tears streaming down my metal face mask. <laughs> it'll, come, it'll come out the eye hole, just like in the comics, how it sometimes yeah. defies all logic and uh, pours out. Kind of like when Squirrel Girl hurt you. Yeah, I said it. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see that tear out the mask. Uh, now, I somehow forgot. Dude, I, I, it, Constantine. That's who she played. Uh, she was. She was Gabriel Constantine. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. I just, it was a comic thing and everything. And I thank you, live chat. I totally forgot about that. And that's a fun movie. Thank you. Yes, I really appreciate that, everyone. Now, onto the slightly bigger news. Our three big stories tonight are we have our first clue that Captain Marvel has been actually locked and cast. Now, this broke on our very own network. Uh, I'm going to let the man who broke it say it himself Doom. Well, I didn't break it. But, well, you didn't break it, but you, uh, you were there. But our uh, Jeff Snyder. Or the in Snyder, I think as he knows, as he knows is called. Witty. Um, he broke it on our uh, on one of our one of popcorn talks shows. Uh, Meet the movie press. So we've got the we've got that clip. We'll uh, roll it for you. I got my first tip. I, I, I got my first tip yesterday. Um, I got my first tip yesterday. Like weird that I asked you about it today, then, huh? It is. Um, <laughs> now everybody knows I'm on it, or that I'm sniffing around. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I heard. I mean, there was a, there was a rumor about an actress being up for it. Okay, that like there's a already existing rumor that's not new. I've definitely heard there's some truth to that rumor, and that there's a director <laughs> with the same first name who has also been eyed. Interesting. But, okay, I'll put it that way. And that's uh, I love him circling around that. And like, there's a clip before that even started where he's just like, I can't, I can't. Like, he tried so Could hard. Could be and more obtuse? That I had to skip so... over it because the language is not. I love how much he was like, can't, must not, will. Uh, so we narrowed that down conceptually to two names. Now, there is the option of Rebecca Ferguson, who was in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, and Rebecca Thomas, who directed Electric Children and is working with Disney on Little Mermaid. As one duo, they both have the first name Rebecca. Hmm. Now, that was the clue we got, was the Rebecca's, and Rebecca Ferguson has long been rumored for Captain Marvel. Oh, she has? She has. Interesting. Uh, because everyone after Mission Impossible came was like, this girl's going to be in everything, we got to get her, we got to mm -hmm. get her. There was like a giant bidding war for Rebecca Ferguson to be in everything. She was oh, the it person. So that's an interesting take. The other one, which I feel like is, is it's been talked about a lot, is Catherine Winnick of Love Vikings. Her. And a certain director who's won an Oscar... Catherine Bigelow, who would be an incredible director for Captain Marvel as the team. Now, that, between the two, is is my vote because I love Catherine Bigelow, and I mm -hmm. think Catherine Winnick would be an incredible Captain Marvel. Oh, my Marvel. gosh. Uh, and, unfortunately, the names Emily Blunt and David Fincher are not the same names, so I've lost. <laughs> uh, but that would be the duo. I'm pulling for. What do you think, man? I adore Catherine Winnick. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, interviewed her for a friend's website a couple years ago at Comic-Con. She's drop-dead gorgeous. I Remember those Tex Avery cartoons with the cartoon wolf whose tongue comes out the, yeah, down yeah. the stairs? <laughs> when she walked in the room, because when she's on Viking, they, they grunge her up. They right. make her a little, little Make her a Viking. Yeah, they make her a Viking. When she walked in the room, I was like, wow! She's yeah. like this she has the nest. beauteous heavenly creature who is deigned... Grace us with her presence. Dude, I ran into... Sorry, once again, the name drop thing. I get in trouble all the time. I uh, ran into, at the grocery store, Luke Cage himself. <laughs> oh, Mike Coulter. Yeah. He's awesome. Mike Coulter came into the Whole Foods I was did at. You, did you say cre Sweet Christmas? And, no, no, but I was tempted. Oh! But Mike Coulter came into the Whole Foods I was at, and I was like, hey, man, I'm really excited for Luke Cage. And like when he turned around to like acknowledge my existence, I was like... Luke Cage is here. Like it, I, I usually I've can heard, see an actor separate. In person, he's like huge. He's a, just the biggest. Dude. Oh my god! And usually I can separate like actor from mm -hmm. part. But since I'd never met him and since I'd never seen him anything else, I only saw Luke Cage, and I was just like this guy. And there was just such a presence to him, and he was just like, "Thanks, man." And I was like, "Luke Cage just said thanks." Like, <laughs> I couldn't separate, and it was amazing. Uh, awesome. So it sounds like Catherine Rennick has that same flavor. Oh yeah, just gorgeous, clever. Personable, charming, witty, yeah, whole mess. Oh yeah, that's then that's important because when you when you put an actor in a part, it's got to be beyond just when the camera's rolling to me. Like a lot of actors, seriously, when, especially when they're playing superheroes. I mean, some actors are, are fine to on and off, and like certain parts require certain types of actors. But I feel like with superheroes, since you're playing someone that's literally a god or a larger than life character, you need to be a larger than life person Bingo. in most cases. So having this person seem that way to you without being in a costume. Oh yeah. To me, that's a great vote of confidence. Yeah, no, no, huge fan. I am, uh, I'm excited. I think, and I think Catherine Bigelow, uh, the Hurt Locker is is great, and I think that'd be a really great way to show the movie. Like she's she's a military. She needs that flavor. Well, not only the military thing, but just the presence, and probably our best female action director. Too. Right. She's incredible. So, she was our first Oscar-winning 
like a lead director, right? I believe she was the first woman to win an Oscar. She was the first woman to win. So an Oscar. I mean, it'd be great if Marvel was director. like, hey. Yeah, yeah. First that, that would that would send a sign that we're serious about this. Be like, please, we we are notice us awards. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. I don't really know Catherine Rennick's work. I don't personally watch Vikings, but you, along with everyone else, has been like, this is a oh, thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have full faith because that's exciting. I still stand by. I know it's a little bit more of a dark horse at this point, but <laughs> Katie Sackoff spells her name, her full name, Catherine, the same way that Catherine Bigelow does. Ooh. So just keep you that know, in the back if, of your mind. <laughs> if, if it was Katie Sackhoff, I would not be unhappy. I, I, You know what? No matter what, real excited. Uh, no matter what, we get a Captain Marvel movie soon. And no matter what, we're very close to getting an announcement because some people already know. Yeah. If, if this guy knows and, and people are already talking about it, that means it's more locked than we thought, and that's really exciting. So let us know, Marvel. We want Captain Marvel news. I'm really excited. Um, moving on to our next big story of the day. The new X-Men trailer dropped. Now, this... There's another There's new another one. one. There was a... Would you like to see the movie I've in clips? Because it's an option. I've lost... Wasn't it just like two weeks ago? Yeah, and this week another one came out. Because they that want us to... That makes me think... They gotta get hype up, I guess. Like, I, it's... it's People are just... I don't know. I, I, I'm not big on trailers, man. Like, I, I stop watching after a point because I like to see the movie. Seriously. Uh, that's, Seriously. That's just me. Um, I think that... It was a good trailer, but I think I would have enjoyed all the beats in the trailer in the movie more. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like they put it together for the audience that isn't me, and that's fine. I'm I I've only I only have my perspective. I only have a person that's read comics since they were forced perspective. This felt like a trailer for people that don't know comics well. It's just a lot of action, a lot of great zingers. It's a good trailer. It's just not for me. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I get why they did it. I just I want to see the movie. Yeah, I'll see it. You know, <laughs> I just boy, the 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 X Men movies have been such a mixed bag. I mean, I've talked to friends and students about it. You can divide them up as the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yeah. in the good category, there are a precious few, considering how many movies there's they've made. a lot of that franchise, man. There's a lot of that franchise, and most of it is not good. The problem for me is my favorite one was the one they kind of, they they built the new trilogy off it. Uh, first class is my favorite. First class is great. It's the wrong first class, but still, it's a it's, it's, still, it's a fine movie. It's the one that felt the most like an X Men movie until yes. Days of Future Past for me. Uh, I rewatched uh, Days of Future Past recently. I rewatched it, and it felt. But I also watched The Road Cut, which I enjoyed. Uh, is The Road Cut worth getting? Because I haven't bought it. I hadn't seen it since theaters, so I had two years off. And then I drove back into The Road Cut. So I had the experience of nostalgia, a new experience. and So it worked for me. Was it that different? It's like, it's like 40 minutes. It's, 40? 4-0? Yeah. And it's not all Rogue, but like a good 25 minutes of Rogue. Wow. So it's, it's a fair amount of film. Huh. Um, and I really liked that movie. But it still was like 90% X-Men, 10% just a mutant movie. And that's fine. I really hope we get, with this new soft reboot, finally we get some X-Men films. I'm getting tired of these reboots, though. Jeez. Well, at least they did it with some cool time travel stuff. They didn't just reboot. Yeah, they were like, yeah. let's make it part of the story. It got rid of X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it got rid of X-Men 3. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Which should have been gotten rid of to begin with. That's what I mean. Like, if you're going to get rid of some things, let's do it that way. I think that's excited. Uh, exciting. Now, the my favorite part of the trailer was we got a new image of the suits. All of the suits lined up, like it looks like the X Men. You guys, like, like we finally like the standees. Yeah, like this is this is to me the X Men. We've got 
colorful suits. We've got Cyclops looks like freaking Cyclops. He has the the band across his chest. He's got the oh, full, yeah, yeah, yeah. his visor looks like it's straight out of the comics. Like that looks like a drawing of Cyclops come to life. Nightcrawler's wearing his colors. He's got the red. Uh, we've got X's on. Uh, we've got Quicksilver here. Mystique is literally straight out of the comics. Like that's that's a Mystique outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that kind of bothers me is Jean Grey still feels like she's wearing the black leather of the 2000s X-Men. But to be fair, Marvel Girl's costume is a skimpy green skirt. That's really Originally, hard. Yeah. yeah, that's hard to be like, let's make this look appropriate and modern. They kind of needed to adjust Jean Grey. Yeah, so I, I can't be mad at the suits being different for the ones that are not period appropriate at this point. Do you subscribe to the the rumor that they're thinking about redoing the Phoenix Saga? Uh, I do subscribe to the rumor because the way they ended the last saga is like, hey, we're really sorry. Let's get <laughs> right this time. Because he left after X Men Two to go do Superman, yeah. And he at the end and of X Men Two, movies were fatally. That was a rough time. Uh, but but he left. He set up X Men Two to end with the Phoenix Saga starting. I feel like this is his way of being like, this is what I was gonna do. Let me come back. Let me solve the problems that other people did. He literally erased everyone else's stuff <laughs> and is now cycling back. He's literally coming back to where this he left like- off. This is like a weird, like that season of Dallas that they wrote out of continuity. Can you imagine having like a $500 million two-movie situation to rewrite all the stuff other people did and come back? Because he's had two $250 million movies to be like, hey, I'm going to cycle back to X2. Forget about it. That's insane. Um, You guys, I mean, loyal viewers know my thoughts on Brian Singer. I think he makes very fun mutant films. I don't think he's made an X-Men film yet, but to be fair... He is the director that, along with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, allowed us to exist in a time where comic movies are what they are today. X-Men was one of the first. It was the biggest that widespread. Spider-Man did bigger numbers, but X-Men was... It was in 2000. X-Men was before Spider-Man. X-Men, yeah, X-Men was before Spider-Man. You would have had no Spider-Man without X-Men success. 2000, we didn't have this world. We didn't know what it would do. We cast an unknown Hugh Jackman. I give Brian Singer Who a lot. everybody freaked out. He's, he's too tall. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Wolverine's supposed to be a shark. Right, like no one trusted it. And it did bananas. So I, no matter what I feel about the mutant versus X-Men thing, it's still Brian Singer's world and I'm thankful for it. I would just like a good X-Men movie. Whether that happens or not, we'll see in May. Uh, and, and the more I see, the more it feels like an action movie. But once again, you're advertising towards people that don't know X-Men. You're advertising towards people that just like mutant movies. Um, so let's see guys. I'm excited. Either way, they've got my money and either way, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, you still got my money. It's the world we live in. And either way, I hear Phoenix Saga and I'm like, they might do it right. Like either way, they know I'm going to be back and investing. Uh, so I'm excited. And yeah, I know about Blade, you guys. Blade did good, but it didn't do X-Men numbers. Blade's incredible. I think Blade's a great franchise that doesn't get another love. Like... Uh, if you, if, I want to see Blade. Seen all three? Not all three, though. Okay, because Blade three is the reason we got Deadpool. Yeah, oh yeah. Because Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was, with swords. Yeah, Ryan. Well, Ryan Reynolds was on set, and uh, David Goyer was like, "Hey, you're kind of acting like this Deadpool character," and he's like, "Who's Deadpool?" And then they gave him a bunch of Deadpool comics, and then eleven years of fighting for it. So Blade three got us Deadpool. So Blade got us the option of R-rated superhero movies over the course of two decades. It also brought superheroes mainstream-ish. And it led to Deadpool, so my bias is strong. Blade Trinity's worth existing. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Blade is in the second wave of uh, Netflix shows. I, like the Midnight Sun situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want Moon Knight, Blade, and Ghost Rider pretty hard. Bingo. Yeah. They're already dark. Just dive deeper, yeah. man. 
do my fist though. Do like the full underbelly. Punisher's got to happen because he was incredible. Oh, dude. There's no way they don't go Punisher. Dude. Like at this point. <laughs> I uh, definitely heard rumblings that Moon Knight is at least being discussed internally. His new comic is so good. You don't reboot the comic and make it like super cinematic if you're not at least kind of playing with the idea. You got all these toys. You got to play with them. Yeah, you got to see what works. And if the comic does well, maybe they're more likely to buy the Netflix. So maybe someone should go buy, buy new Moon Knight, you guys. Um... Let's see here. Our final big story, because it's me, and I'm hosting, <laughs> and you guys know that any scraps of Deadpool are going to get digested and chewed out for your viewing pleasure. Uh, the Deadpool was released early on digital. It is now available on iTunes. You got it uh, two weeks before the release, tangentially. And while it was being released on iTunes, Deadpool took over a bunch of other movies, logos, and... It's it's beautiful. It's such a great fourth wall break. It's such a great marketing idea. It went viral. Everybody got excited. And they also did a great job. Doom, do you have any of those for us? I'm working on bringing them up. He's working on bringing them up. Uh, it was basically, he he took over. And <laughs> I love that. Like, he references taken in the movie. He references say anything. They went through movies that got, like, little nods in the film and came back. And, like, you can just hear him playing Wham out of that boombox. Like, that's so beautiful. So, I mean, come on, guys. Like, we live in a world where this exists. So this good. This is my favorite. The, the taking the, the super soaker. Because <laughs> you remember the super soaker with that first or that second image with him on the toilet. The 127 hours joke. Like these are incredible. And uh, that's something later. We uh we, so that was great. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was a great way to get some marketing out there. Uh, I I don't think by the way that they're gonna have Deadpool the chimichanga. Come on. Uh, I don't think that they're gonna have Deadpool pop up in this X Men, which a lot of rumors are going around. Um, Shots fired with this one. Dude, that's a straight, yeah, that's a straight attack. (laughs) But it plays, man. It's wicked funny. Uh, I love that he went Adam West Batman, too, like, full. Oh, yeah. Um, So I don't think he's going to pop up. Like, a lot of people are like, it did so well. Like, that's. I don't think that's how movies work. There's not going to be enough time. But I do think it's going to influence the X-Men movies going forward. I do think it's going to be a great thing for the fans to be excited about. Uh, I I hope it does amazing numbers on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, the special features are incredible. It's a Ryan Reynolds full feature-length commentary that I can't wait to hear. Uh, I don't buy digital. I buy physical. Uh, I, I can't wait for the Blu-ray physical on May 10th. Media. I'm like the last guy, man. I have... No, I, I like physical media, too. I've got 800 Blu-rays, or a little over 800 Blu-rays. I've got, like, this giant wall. Many, of, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, I figure, like, albums... You're addicted, man. It's bad. They're, like, kids have albums that they look back on, like, their parents' stuff, and I feel like Blu-rays are gonna be mine that I'll, like, show my kids, like, this is my taste. When I was a young man, they've actually sold movies in hard copies. I don't um, understand. Where do I put this round thing? What is this disc? It's like the floppy of my era. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, that, also, they released a screenshot of the Deadpool board, which is just impossibly cool and funny and it's exciting. All kinds of amazing. There are so many little Easter eggs here that are great. I love that Ryan Reynolds is one of the people that is being optioned to kill, along with T.J. Miller. Like, there's so many layers of meta here. And, and then there's right also below them, Lindsay Lohan. Or L. Lohan, and yeah. oh, Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus made the cut. Charlie Sheen's on there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Charlie a. Sheen's... Bynes. B. Cosby had a lot of votes uh, oh, on the, the D pool. Now, come on, it would have been W. Cosby. I mean, yeah, come on now. It's true. But, uh, so, I mean, this is this is beautiful. I, I wanted to know what those names were when it came out, so I thought those were great little marketing. Wade Wilson himself uh, put money on Jay Booth. Assuming that's John, <laughs> John Wilson's Booth. Booth. So good. So good. And the final story with Deadpool is that Tim Miller 
and Rhett Reese both put comments out on Cable being the sequel. Now, Tim Miller said, quote, Cable is a straight man, and I think Deadpool needs a straight man. Cable is the ultimate archetypal, silent, strong, and cynical warrior, which Deadpool is not. That gives a great uh, buddy cop flavor. I was going to say, Lethal Weapon yeah. with Marvel Heroes. I am so excited for a Lethal Weapon team-up. Uh, as you guys know, it's my favorite franchise, so I am a deep Lethal Weapon fan, so that existing in the world of Marvel, combining Deadpool and Lethal Weapon is going to change my life, you guys. I'll just be like Matt Key and catatonic for weeks if that actually <laughs> happens uh and then rent reese said quote strength gravitas and purposefulness that deadpool doesn't have deadpool's kind of got add and we think of cable as someone who locks it onto something and is going to get that solved no matter what that's that's cable like i i think they have a great grasp on the character i think it's a great way to tell the deadpool story stronger by having a, a straight man a comedy yeah, because you'll see how serious he is. Do you think this will be a setup for X Force? I think so. For the number three, and I think X Force is going to be a hard R. I think they're they're building a Deadpool universe, so to speak, and that's going to be X Force and Cable and that whole side world. And I think X Force be a great way to have a little bit bigger budget than Deadpool Two needs. I think Deadpool Two should say small, and then X Force can be where they branch out, do their Avengers, but like an R-rated Avengers. Um, you can also tell stories in this Deadpool world you can't tell in X-Men. You can also do things that are funny that would be like, whoa, you can't do an X-Men. And having this universe be bigger and bigger and introducing someone like Cable is the way to do it. And having the straight man makes it even funnier because you've got the option. Like, Blind Al, I think, was the closest to like the straight man we had, and she was still funny. Like, we didn't really have a... I mean, Negasonic popped in, but we didn't have like a full team-up. So I think it's a really cool way to do it. Uh, I'm very excited, obviously, you guys. Uh, so... Let's do some shout-outs, and then I'm going to let you guys go. We got, this week, we had a whole world of birthdays. Rob Nips, longtime viewer, constant live chatter. Rob Nips is incredible. Happy birthday, Rob Nips. Happy birthday. Thank you for always watching. James Greeny, it's 18th birthday. Pretty exciting. 18th is a, is a big one. Enjoy your ability to vote. It's a thing. You <laughs> yeah. should do it. We need it. Uh, in, in, of all the years, yeah, this is the one this where is it the really time counts. To turn 18. I won't comment on where who you should vote for. I'm just saying you should vote. It really counts, kid. Make it count. <laughs> Research. Uh, Giancarlo Zolfanoon. I don't know if that's your real name, and if it is, awesome. If it's not, awesome. Zolfanoon is the coolest name. Uh, it is not only your birthday, but you're also doing a Iron Man, I believe it was, for the Wayne Foundation, which is a, a thing you've started up for... Uh, harassment and taking care of people and I think that doing that is, is awesome and I'll happily give that some love so everybody check out the Wayne Foundation and happy birthday Giancarlo very cool that, yeah I think it's awesome and it, more awareness the better and there's a, a Indiegogo if I remember correctly so I'll, I'll tweet that out um, Randall Lassini in the live chat and tweeted me earlier happy birthday everyone that sent me the Deadpool uh, knives in the head. Have you seen this? There's a there's someone built like a knife rack that's Deadpool, and you just put the knives into his head because <laughs> it's Deadpool. Um, I saw that a, a while back, and I totally it slipped my mind that that's something I have to own. A bunch of people sent me that. If anyone knows the person that made it or where to get it or any of that, please let me know. I probably won't be able to afford it because it's going to be like custom and incredible. But if you're that person and you're watching, let me know. Uh, and last but not least, Andrew Von Dorn from Perth. Uh, I got your iTunes thing, and it was so sweet. And, oh, a Twitter thing. You sent a private message, I believe, to Colt Badeau. And it was one of the best things I've ever read about our show. Made me happy. Our whole thing is trying to make people bigger comic fans and bring you into this world. And uh, I've always wanted to go to Perth. So it was cool to hear from somebody out there. Uh, I've only been to Sydney, so I've never... So uh, thanks, everyone. I will get to more shout-outs next week. I'll do the iTunes next week. Uh, this has been a big, big new show. Do you have anything you want to talk about before we go, sir? No, just uh, Civil War is coming up. And, Next week? Uh, woo, can, can hardly wait. Yeah, it's like 
literally like a week away. It feels like we've been yeah. waiting forever. Now all of a sudden, times like <laughs> it's funny because all my friends who saw the preview are like, "Oh, I get to see it again." It's like, shut up. Yeah, there's 15 territories that have it right oh, now. That's scary. It, like, scary. like I'm so afraid to be on the internet for a full week. Like that's. I I'm have, seeing it Monday. Everybody else has to wait until Thursday. That's a long time. I have friends in Phoenix who had an advanced screening, and uh, Evans and Sebastian Stan showed up. Yeah? Just to say hi, wave to the crowd, et cetera. Oh, so. that's awesome. Dude, I'm so excited. Like, yeah. it looks so... And I haven't been watching the TV spot, so I only know trailers uh, and earlier. And if you get to see it early, no spoilers! And if you see it on time, and other people haven't seen it, still no don't spoilers. spoil them. And just talk about it. Like, be excited. It's all so cool. I'm... Oh, man. It's... I, I get a little like worked up every time that we live in in, in the, the ability to talk about comic stuff in such a broad spectrum way that we're talking about Oscar winners mm-hmm. and we're talking about actors that we've we don't dream Peabody of awards Peabody awards yeah like it's a really cool thing to be involved with and and it's all because of you guys like everyone that sees the movies allows them to be out more and keep it going so that's why I don't think it's smart to make a Bloods versus Crips with DC because it can only hurt us long run like the the bigger this thing gets the longer it'll last. The more we get to appreciate it, bring on more shows as long as they're quality. Bring on more movies as long as they're quality. Uh, and thanks for being a comic fan, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. This has been Marvel Movie News, and we'll see you guys next week with a less catatonic Matt Key and probably Meredith. Pleasure, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Now we live here. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> <laughs>